politics for dummies where we understand politics then and now we understand politics right and left so what are you waiting for put on your headphones and strap on because you are going to have a ride of your life welcome joining us today is mr fabian ah. all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back a fabulous month of july begun uh, this is the 7th month of the year which clearly means that the first half of the year is gone half of that was spent inside and half of that was spent in the hospitals fabian uh, luckily we both haven't been in the hospital right none of us have been in the That's hospital correct yes let's keep it that way let's keep it that way uh, in the last episode i requested fabian to show me a picture of his younger self and damn fabian looks like a handsome man fabian what amazing picture can uh, you, you see me picture? blush Oh yes, I don't can you see me blush. I I can see you blush, Fabian. It's just that I am feeling a little under the weather, but that won't stop us from giving you everything politics. So welcome to a fabulous episode of Politics for Dummies. Um, and in today's episode and going forward, we're going to discuss some prominent people in the history of politics, individuals who shaped up the term politics and the verb politics in general. Uh, so this month. Uh, we are going to go ahead and talk about Nelson Mandela for the fact that his birthday is coming on the 18th of July. He was born six years after the Titanic sank, and that's how I remember it. Mm. So, uh, Fabian, tell us a little bit about Nelson Mandela. Okay, Aniket, um, you mentioned about July. Well, the month named after Julius Caesar. Oh yes. Now, Nelson Mandela. Let me start with my meeting with him first, if I may. Yes, please. I was ambassador in Doha, Qatar, and I believe it was 1994 when President Mandela came to Doha. And you know, it is a custom in diplomacy whenever there is a presidential visit or even that of a prime minister. the ambassadors stand in line normally a semicircle and the visiting dignitary goes round and talks to all of them now what i noticed about president mandela is that he spent considerable time with me and this is very important he asked me about you know my president 
He asked me about my prime minister. He asked me about my foreign minister. And every time he knew the names correctly. Wow. He was not guessing. Wow. And, you know, it was a very personal conversation. I was very impressed. And I later came to know from other ambassadors, he had done more or less the same thing with them. Now, for him to have remembered correctly the names of so many presidents, prime ministers, and even foreign ministers at times. Uh You know, we were about 50 or 60 ambassadors. Now, that is an art. You know what I mean? Yes, That's an art, which is a royal art, I will say, because uh, Mandela's grandfather was a king. You see? All now, right. another thing is, now this is what I've heard from a good friend of mine in Delhi. I was not there. Mandela okay. had come on a state visit and my friend, a journalist, he wanted to give Mandela his books, you know, and sort of autograph. Okay. He also wanted to get Mandela to sign, to autograph Mandela's book, The Long Walk to Freedom. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, my friend uh, asked the protocol, our protocol. They said, no, 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 there is no time. You can't uh, take his time uh, and all that. But, okay. you know, journalists are too smart for protocol, MBA. So my friend got into the car with the minister of state who was a minister in waiting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he was not stopped anywhere. And then he and the minister of state were waiting outside for Mandela to come out. So Mandela shook hands with him. And my friend told him that uh, he wanted to hand over two books to him and get his signature and all that. Then our protocol said, no, there is no time for it uh, because we have to go to the rush. I mean, what was it? Uh, uh, Gandhi, you know, we are going there. Okay. You know, that sort of thing. But Mandela said very gently, well, there is time for everything in life. And he asked my friend to sit down with him. And uh, when he asked him for his name, the protocol man blurted out. So Mandela said very quietly, no, I want the full name. In fact, I want you to write it here so that when I write, I write it correctly. Okay. This is what is called absolute nobility of manners. Brilliant. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this also shows (laughs) that, it also shows that Nelson Mandela took time and efforts not to just be a people's pleaser, but to make them feel good. And that's what a good leader should always do. It's not about knowing people's name. It's about the efforts that you put in, into knowing people's name that counts at the end of the day. And this was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So, um, what was the link of Mahatma Gandhi and Nelson Mandela? Let's discuss that. Okay, now before answering that question, I want to say very briefly about Nelson Mandela, about his life, if if I may. Yes. As you said, he was born in July 1918 and he passed away in December 2013. Yes. Now, as I said, he was the grandson of a king and uh, he was sent to college. 
but he was not a great student. <laughs> but he did his he did his BA. Then he started his um, law studies. But then he took a diploma okay. in law. Okay. And then he started practicing. And you know he got a proper LLB only in 1989. Oh. See, the man was born in 1918, and he got a proper LLB in 1989 when he was in prison. Oh, yes. Distance education. <laughs> like in Gandhi. Okay? All right. You know, in Delhi. Okay? So, he was not academically brilliant, but there was something else in him. Sheer okay. nobility of character and persistence. Persistence. Now, okay. I just want to give you a brief quotation. Uh, this was in 1964 when he was being tried for treason and he could have been sentenced to death. You know, okay. he said, I have fought against white domination and I have fought against black domination. Mm-hmm. I have cherished the idea of a democratic and free society in which all persons live together in harmony and with equal opportunities. It is an ideal which I hope to live for and to achieve. But if needs be, it is an ideal for which I am prepared to die. Mark the words. If needs be, it's an ideal for which I am prepared to die. That was the man. Wow. Very idealistic. Now, you asked me about Nelson Mandela and Mahatma Gandhi. Yes. Of course, he has been called by some people the African Gandhi. Mm-hmm. He, of course, had highest regard for Mahatma Gandhi. But it will be wrong to say that Nelson Mandela believed in nonviolence. <laughs> to the same extent that Mahatma Gandhi believed. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Nelson Mandela, it was pragmatic. All right. You know, it made sense to be non-violent. But he did carry out sabotage, violent activities, and that is why he was being tried. And it is during that trial, he said the words which I quoted. Yes. So that was that, you know, I mean, you know, it depends. You know, We can't always say that, you know, everyone should uh, believe in non-violence or be inspired by own. Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah. But, but he was inspired by Mahatma Gandhi when he negotiated with the South African Prime Minister, you know. And okay. they had that big, big, uh, declared was his name. And they had... You know, in 1994, they had the first multiracial election in South Africa and he became president, that is Mandela. Then he established the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in true Gandhian spirit. That Mm -hmm. is, we have to reconcile with ourselves. We cannot keep on hating each other. So that is the Gandhian touch, you know. All right. Which he demonstrated. And incidentally, he got the name Nelson. That was not his name. He went to school and the teacher, uh, the English teacher, uh, I don't know whether she was a European teacher, 
she could not pronounce this, uh, you know, name, and she said, I'm giving you this name, Nelson. That's why he became Nelson. But what was Nelson Mandela's real name? Well, he was, his clan name was Madiba, he used to be called. But, ah. uh, you know, it was a long name. You know, this happens. I knew a friend of mine in Sri Lankan Foreign Service. His yeah. name was Bala Subramanyam. But, okay. you know, the English teacher, headmaster, could not pronounce that. And you know what he did? Yeah. He said, I'm calling you Breckenridge. So what? <laughs> my friend, Breckenridge. So okay. my friend went through life as Breckenridge, not as Bala Subramanyam. Oh, God. That's so weird, Fabian. So weird. All right. So let's talk about uh, the South African post that Mandela sir held. And what was his international legacy? Well, his great international legacy is what I said, that Truth and Reconciliation Commission. That is, we mm -hmm. should find out what happened, how human rights were violated. But that doesn't mean we should have permanent hatred for those who violated human rights. Just as Gandhi said, you know, we want freedom, but we don't hate the British, you know. And uh, that was his legacy. But uh, we can't say that South Africa has honored that legacy in full measure. You know that at present, former President Zuma, okay, you know, linked with an Indian company, Gupta company, mm -hmm. he's being tried for corruption. You know that. So, you know, well, legacies do not last forever. But then, you know, very true. Don't forget that, you know, those legacies will be reborn. They will re-inspire. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. They never die. Always, yeah. Times always changes. They never die. So, um, now let's talk about Nelson Mandela and the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, there is a connection right there, Fabian. And uh, this needs to be addressed. So, could you give us your wise inputs on this? Okay. Now, it's like this. We have to go, if you have the time, very briefly into American history. In 1776, Declaration of Independence said, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But, you know, they did not include the black men. Incidentally, it said all men are created. It, they didn't say all human beings. They excluded okay. the women. Okay. okay. So true freedom came to women and to the black community much later. Now, there I want to tell you, before coming to the Black Lives, Martin Luther King. Remember? Yes. Martin Luther King Jr., who fought for justice for the black. Now, yeah. he, in 1950, he was um, 11 years younger to Mandela. Eh? 1929, yeah. he was born. Okay. 1950, he got hold of Mahatma Gandhi's books. Okay. Read them very carefully. And you know what he said? Till then, he had believed that turning the other cheek, you know, that is from Sermon on the Mount by Jesus Christ, non-violence. Mm -hmm. Martin Luther King believed that uh, it applied only to individuals. 
it cannot be applied to racial groups fighting for justice. But after reading Mahatma Gandhi's books, King came to the conclusion that it can be applied even for racial groups they are, who are fighting for justice. All right. All right. And that was great success, but again, not full success. So in 2013, some of the black leaders got together and they started this movement, Black Lives Matter. All and right. you know recently what happened with uh, you know, a man who was, yeah, a man on whom uh, a white policeman, uh, what is it? Need uh, him. Knelt on his neck for, yeah. I don't know, nine minutes and killed yes. him, you know what I mean? Yes, his name was George Floyd, if anybody's wondering. The whole That's George right. Floyd situation created a big uproar in America, Philadelphia. And uh, from there, it became a swing state. And that is where uh, Trump also lost majority of his votes. Uh, and that's how Biden kind of came into lead. And from there, it, it all began. And in the last few years, we've seen Black Lives Matter taking a very different, yet a very important turn in the history. Of course, uh, uh, another 10-15 years when uh, Fabian and I would be doing the 500th episode of Politics for Dummies, we'll go ahead and talk about what happened in 2019-2020 just to, you know, reminisce the old times of Black Lives Matter. Uh, Fabian, this was Nelson Mandela's history, legacy and story. And uh, thank you for sharing this with us. I, I learned a lot about the man today. Thank you. I enjoy always talking to you and through you to all those who listen to us. Oh, yes. Guys, if you really want to have a conversation with us, you can always get in touch with us on HD Smartcast. This is our Instagram handle and uh, you can DM us, you can talk to us, you can comment on the post below. And apart from that, you can DM me directly. If you have any questions for Fabian, I would definitely ask him. My Instagram handle is Radio Aniket. Till then, uh, be happy, stay kind and we'll see you in the next episode. Fabian, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Aniket. My pleasure. Privilege. This was a Radio 1 production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.